Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's Issues program. I'm Phil, the Issues guy. Where am I? Let me get on the screen for those of you. Oh, damn. They're cookie. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. I am here this week, and I got a lot of stuff to talk about, so I'm going to get right into it. Now, the first thing I wanted to talk about this week is if you haven't already checked it out, please go to the website, issuesprogram.com. Check out some of the new stuff that came out this week. We have the last couple of Breaking Bad post-episode podcasts. We also have the first review by Steph NEZ for the Issues Program website about the new DuckTales game and um, some other interesting stuff connected uh, to Star Trek and other geek culture type things. So please check out the website and thank you for listening. And you can call in right now or text in if you want any questions, leave messages 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whenever you listen to this or right now live during the show to 781 780-8509, 781-990-8509, you can email me at issuesguy at gmail.com, find me on Skype under I Got Issues Man, and uh, tweet me at I Got Issues Man, comment on the Facebook status, whatever, I'll eventually get it, talk in the chat room if you're in the Ustream chat room that we have, I will eventually be in there talking to you as well, so feel free to say shit there, be like, hey, where the fuck am I, what the hell is this stupid shit I'm listening to, and I'm listening to some crazy guy in a cookie monster hat and making cookie monster voices, hey dude, what you talking about, do you know what I'm talking about this week, Willis, there's a lot of shit to talk about this week, it seemed last week, right before, but right after my episode ended, it, immediately after the Thursday episode ended, ended and I posted this on Friday and I think it's when this news came out it might have been a day or so after we got the Ben Affleck is Batman stuff which was very interesting yes Ben Affleck is going to be Batman in the Batman superhero Superman movie no he's not directing it for people like me that are disappointed in that fact he is not directing it he is just starring in it we'll get to Batman a little bit later and we'll also we have Brian Cranston playing Lex Luthor in that movie, and I'm going to make out with Brian Cranston here. Where, where are you? Where are you, Brian? Make out with, you. Make out with me. There we go. I made out with Brian Cranston because he's awesome. <laughs> and we're going to talk about what we think about Brian Cranston being Lex Luthor and uh, and Ben Affleck being Batman and see, see what all of that's about. And also, no, not Mark Hamill against the Rancor Beast again. Not that. Don't do it, Mark Hamill. I am excited about this Mark Hamill thing. I'm excited more for Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford that they get to be Han Solo and Luke Skywalker again. That that It makes me very, very happy, especially with all the hard work that Mark Hamill's done over the years as one of the best voice actors playing the Joker and uh, God uh, Green Goblin, or do you play Hobgoblin? One of the two on the Spider-Man cartoon and numerous other uh, voice acting parts he's done, not to mention Cockknocker and... Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which was which out of everything has to be Mark Hamill's greatest role of all time. Anybody have any ideas? What's your favorite Mark Hamill besides Star Wars role of all time? If if I really have to be serious, it's easily the Joker from the Batman animated series. Oh, we have another vote via text that somebody says. Uh, what do they say? They say their favorite Mark Hamill thing he did other than Star Wars was the Star Wars Christmas. But yeah, yeah, you're funny. in Star Wars Christmas special. He was amazing in that, and he looked wonderfully, sexily airbrushed. His eyes were flowing. He looked very, he looked very Anakin in that situation. Very cute, uh, cute boy, young boy, Anakin Skywalker. Hey, baby, you look so hot. Oh my god, like totally. 
<laughs> so yeah, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about, but what I'm going to start with this week is, oh, I forgot to get a picture of it, but we'll go with this first, the Nintendo. Yes, the Nintendo. Nintendo had a lot of news this week, a lot of quick little bits of Nintendo news. Now, first of all, for those owners or people that know what the 3DS is, the handheld device that you can see in 3D, Nintendo decided to put out a 2DS. You might be like, why? What the fuck is a 2DS? Why do we, do we have those already? They're called DSs. And everyone's making fun of Nintendo. It's another excuse to jump on the Nintendo hate bandwagon. All aboard! Well, well, let me get the horn. All aboard! Played the Magic Ocarina all aboard the Nintendo hate train. Beep, 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 beep. Next stop everywhere. Beep, 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 beep. More, 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 more. Yes, 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 it's over. No, that wasn't a sound effect. Someone asked me, is that a sound effect? No, I was actually playing an ocarina. Aye, Phil, you never ask me for sound effects anymore. I'm Miles Edward O'Brien, and I'm all down here in this engine room, and I just stay here all the time. You don't even talk to me anymore. I'm sorry. I'm taking my meds, and I'm not necessarily having multiple personality disorder. Yo, Phil, you're a stupid fuck. Don't make me call in French Hulk. He hasn't been here in a while. Wee, wee, wee. No. Stay the hell away. Oh, Susie, I'm here too, and this, and I'm listening to your crap, and I think the 2DS is stupid. Now, Susie, why do you think the 2DS is stupid? Because Nintendo already has a DS, and 3DS came out, and you can just turn the 3DS off. Yes, Sally, but some parents have been upset about the fact that kids are looking at this 3DS technology. It gives some kids headaches, and with their eyes and their bodies and all the little kids still developing into big little kids and, and, and all those other things and eating... Hungry Man meals and going from Elio's Pizza to Hungry Man meals. With all that growing, we don't want the kids looking at the weird 3D technology that doesn't use glasses that, even though it's the same technology as those viewfinders, and we all turned out just fine. We're doing great, right? Look, look at me. I'm just hanging out in a world of Nintendo with a Cookie Monster hat. I'm doing perfect. <laughs> Nothing wrong here. But so we're all doing good. We're all doing good. But... But some parents legitimately have had problems with this 3D technology, saying that it's saying that it's hard. You know, some kids are getting headaches. They pick it up and they get headaches, so they don't want their kids to play it. So 3DSs have been more of a success in the slightly older demographic, the the demographic that grew up with the DSs and wanted to upgrade to the 3DS, or people that were interested in the 3D technology or interested in specific games that were going on there. And those were the reasons why the 3DS initially did well. Or, not initially, that has done well. It's not doing as good as it could with very little kids. There's something happening. Speaking of little kids, there's something happening in October for the 3DS. I believe it's October. I might be messing up on the date. It's, it's irrelevant. It's either October or November. There's a little game. And, and there's a little game being released. One second, guys. One second. There's, there's a little game being released in... In uh, in the November, Dece October, November, December months, I believe it. Like I said, I believe it's in October, and this is the same time that the 2DS will be released. And the little game that's being released is a little game called Pokemon. Yes, Pokemon X and Y. 
Now, I am going to get said Pokemon game. In fact, I am getting a second Pokemon game, two of them, so both the people that live in this establishment who are man-child or woman-childs that are going to play Pokemon for the rest of our lives will be 60 years old in an old age home playing Pokemon and Link, Zelda, Mario type stuff. I'm going to be doing that as long as I can function. I will be playing little character, little cartoon characters, pretending to be little cartoon characters. And because of all of that, you know, we kind of, but, but that all being said, excuse me, what I meant to say, that all being said, Pokemon, for the most part, let's, it's, it's safe to say that it's something that's more popular with very little kids, especially the new Pokemon. Like, I care about the old ones, you know, that first generation. It's like the first generation of Garbage Pail Kids. I care about Adam Bomb and guys like that. I don't care about these new generations of Garbage Pail Kids. I care about that first generation. I care about Sneaky Jew. I, I mean, Pikachu and Wiggly Jiggly Diggly Diggly Puff and Diggly Diggly Dig and, uh, you know, the rest. I could sing the rap song, but I'm not going to get into that right now. But we know... We know all of that. Our generation, my generation, Pokemon have been around for 10, maybe 15 plus year, years or something. I don't know the specific numbers, but they've been around for a long time. And similar to something I'm going to talk about a little bit later, Ninja Turtles, it's something that's managed to hit at a couple different generational levels. There's kids today that appreciate Ninja Turtles. And in fact, I was in a scenario with some little kids that I was talking and have a Ninja Turtle paraphernalia, my Ninja Turtle water bottle. And some and a kid said, oh, those the Ninja Turtles. And we had a generation connection where we were like, oh, I like Ninja Turtles. Oh, you like Ninja Turtles too. And then the parents came over and they're like, yeah, I made my kids watch the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtle show so I could watch Ninja Turtles. And they liked it. And it was win-win. Now we have something we can talk about. And we had a big conversation with the parents and the kids about Ninja Turtles. And it was, it was very exciting. Pokemon is similar in that way that it's been around for so long that it connects generations. There's people my age and a little bit younger and a little bit older that love Pokemon and then you have little little kids that like it and specifically the little little kids are the ones that buy most of the merchandise these days including here where, where's my bell or my fardo I don't have a bell here it, here it is now the kids yeah the kids thank you the kids you're welcome the kids are the ones who buy the games so guess what now, let's connect to what I was saying before. The parents don't want the kids to play the 3D technology because it hurts their eyes and their heads. Okay, let's put that a little check mark. If I had a little wet, wet eraser board, I'd, I'd put that on right now and write it. If I had a little smart glass. Here we go. Check mark that. Little kids buy Pokemon games. So Nintendo makes a decision to make a 2DS that does not cause 3D, that you can play 3DS games in 2D. And what does the internet do? Explode. Nintendo's stupid. You're stupid. Idiotic move. Why are they doing this? They're stupid. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my world. And I'm reading actual comments here. Ugly. Nintendo's shooting themselves in the foot again. Whoa. How pathetic of an idea is this by Nintendo? No, Nintendo must be hungry for money because they're putting out this piece of shit. Okay, you now, again, I've said this before on my show, Nintendo's going to be laughing from your cold, dead hands when they're making all the money. Guess what now? Kids, little kids, are going to be able to play these Pokemon games and sell these systems right around the holiday season. God, You want a helpful statistic? What's that? Between 5 and 9% of the population has that reaction to 
at least the current movie version of 3D technologies and probably to, you know, whatever Nintendo is using. Yeah, that, that so, has the head, the headache. So exactly, you're, you're... So that's a chunk of, that's, I mean, that, you know, if that translates to market share, uh, you'd probably want an additional 5 to 9% of market share. Hey, Phil and Gotti, what about the fact that the 3DS, you can turn off the two, 3D technology and then, bam, you got a 2DS. Yes, that's right, young stupid one. But the problem with that is the 3DS runs uh, almost $200 for one model and close to 250 for the other model. And guess what the 2DS is going to run? Around 100 bucks. Oh my God! Oh, guess what? They're gonna sell them off the shelves. You, you're, you, you're an idiot over there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm an no. You're an idiot. You just want to pick on anything Nintendo does, or pick on anything anybody does, and pile on the pile of crap right now, and not actually look at the statistics, or look that maybe they're making a smart financial decision for their company to sell lots of freaking systems. The, the 3DS is is a very popular system that's selling like hotcakes in this weird Android. Uh, smartphone, iPhone, people playing video games that way, iPad technology that people are being like, oh, video game companies can't exist anymore because of this kind of technology. A 3DS, Nintendo is selling a handheld, we talked about this before, a handheld device in this marketplace and being very successful mm -hmm. at it. And now they feel like they've lost a certain generation of the population that usually buys their goods. They're like, oh, we're missing out on that profit, on that profit from the little kids, parents, company." groups are writing us telling us the 3ds is no good you know or no good for them and so they just they decided probably take old parts that they had laying around from ds since they stopped making the ds and add a couple of few microchips to it and bam you got a you got a 2ds oh it's it's ugly it's ugly and bulky oh we're making something for little kids and we're making it bulky bulky so if they but i was just gonna say a uh, Belk, Belky Bartokamus because I'm watching the Surreal Life Belky. season with uh, with uh, Belky on it. So so well, maybe yeah, cousin Belky and cousin Larry. Yeah, yeah, it made me think of uh, Belky Bartokamus. But but we make something bulky for little kids because they drop it, put it in their mouth, eat it, put it in other orifices, throw it down flights of stairs, put it in submerge Terrible. it in water. Kids do that stuff to their toys. We had have we all seen Toy Story three when the kids go when the kids are in the that group kids uh, yeah what about fisher price those are small and streamlined exactly it's good to know. know it's good to know that the uh the fisher price nano is coming out next week next week yeah i heard the the fisher price nano toys are perfect no you're making something bulky for kids why are all these 20 somethings and 30 somethings bitching about this oh nintendo you suck it's another thing to throw on the bandwagon of hate to nintendo because they're an easy freaking target right now because of the the, unsu the unsuccesses, the failures of the Wii U. And I'm not going to say failures. I did, but I mean more unsuccesses as of yet. And we have a lot of other stuff that Nintendo's said this week. Nintendo also decided to do a $50 price cut for the Wii U around the same time that the other two consoles are being released. And also, compared to the Xbox One, uh, this is what uh, Nintendo executives have said. The Wii U is the only next-generation system that's doing something different. According to Nintendo Marketing, Scott uh, Moffat, Moffat explains to GameSpot this week that the Wii U's second screen functionality via the gamepad represents a new way of blah, 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 blah. If you look at the new generation of consoles, we're the only ones doing something different. Okay, I understand that anybody from the company is probably going to tout this line and going to say positive things. And also, Reggie fils may when asked about about uh, the, the lineup for the Xbox One and PS4 games, his response was a simple, meh, meh. 
So Nintendo announced yesterday that a $50 price cut for the 32 gig model will be dropping the system to $300 effectively September 20th. The $258 8 gig model will be phased out, The new pre- which it never should have been made in the first place. The new pricing system will put the Wii U at a full $100 below the PS4 and $200 below the Xbox One at a great value. So, and, w- and what they're saying basically here is, you know, our... Our device is giving you a newer experience where the other systems are basically just doing, giving you more enhanced versions of their last generation console. What's interesting about this, and and I think is back to a point that we made in a few shows ago, is that with the Wii U, I don't think they should have called it the Wii U. They probably should have just called it the U. By branding it with the same title as the last one, you have too many comparisons and a lot of confusion. And a lot of people that just hated on the Wii last generation because it sold so damn much. And it was the most popular console of all three. And people just hated the success of that. So it's easy. And again, Nintendo's an easy target because they've been around for so long as a game company. But the thing is, that I'm try- the point I'm trying to make is that isn't about being critical critical of Nintendo and the decisions they've made. They've made a lot of mistakes in the last year. My problem is, is when those criticisms are just completely unfounded, and it seems like these days, like I said this before, everyone wants to get on the top of their fucking soapbox and bitch about things. And I know, yeah, they are here, but I'm bitching about people bitching, so what's my problem? Yeah, I'm bitching about people bitching because it's bitchful. You know, and and it's it's at a certain point in time, it's what do you people want Nintendo to do? What do you want? You just want them to quit? You want them to quit? You want them just to say, we retire, we we quit, we want to put all our stuff on IS devices. The reason why everyone's pissed off, and a lot of this stems from a lot of things, but a lot of this stems from people, from Nintendo saying publicly on many times, we think putting our first party device, our IPs, our personal properties, intellectual properties, onto smart system, onto smart systems, onto iPads and onto cell phones and iOSs is, is is thinking short-sightedly for the long-term benefits of ourselves. That we have gone through down periods before, the GameCube era, we've gone through up periods before, like the Super Nintendo and the NES period, and then they resurfaced again with the Wii coming out of being the most popular system and making the most money last generation. Nintendo knows how to house... How's the how to weather the ups and downs? They're not gonna panic and go, oh shit, we're losing money this year. You know what we need to do today? We need to put all our stuff on the iPad. We need Mario Angry Birds. We need it today. No, that's you know. You know what other company has done well by not licensing its software? Who's that? I mean, but they want they want Nintendo to license to Apple, but Apple doesn't license to anybody. Nope, Apple won't license it, and and that's and. And they, Which is fine because it keeps Apple software off of things. Exa- exactly. And it keeps them keeps it individual. You notice that there aren't many and there might be ways to do it. And I could be speaking out of my ass here. But I know that with Windows systems, you can easily have an, a Windows operating system on your Mac with Parallels or Boot Camp. I, yep. don't, I don't know if, there's a, is, if there is a similar option without being a computer, super computer savvy to do it the other way around, to have a Mac uh, operating system on a PC. Uh, you you. You can you can have a Mac you can have your Mac run Windows or another operating system, but the the point is no. I meant you, can you do it the other way around? Can you oh, run a, oh, a Mac operating you, system on a you PC? You can do you can do massive hacks that are not easy or pretty. Right, where it's simple the run, other where it's simple the other way around. Right, where you have right. where you it's, have Apple doesn't and but but more importantly, Windows the Windows version that you would put on a Mac is a fully licensed version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You... Whereas the 
the Mac version that you, would be would not be licensed to be on any device but a Mac. Exactly. The the Mac the Mac version when you put he's right. When you put Windows onto a Mac, the Mac has actually built-in programs. Uh, there's one that does it a lot better, Parallels, where you can just basically pick it up and it's like click click click. Uh, but each Mac right. each Mac has a uh, has a and then there was um, boot, boot camp, I believe it's called. The other one that uh, boot camp every Mac has built, yeah. yeah, built in to the Mac that you can run a Windows operating system. In fact, you partition part of your hard drive and create a Windows thing. I did it to play a video game before on on my computer now, but then I I erased it because it it was a little buggy. Where I've seen par- parallels run smooth sailing, but but the point the point is true that that to put things out on other systems nintendo would be shooting themselves in the foot so what do you people want you want nintendo to just die but guess what tomorrow if there, a nintendo game came out that you guys liked and were crazy about you jump on that bandwagon and that's the problem with the the thought patterns of today no one no one has consistent thought patterns it's just oh let's jump on this bandwagon of hate let's jump on this bandwagon of hate oh it's this mass thought pattern the the global village of the internet has created these these crowds of oh let's kill them like the you know thumbs down thumbs thumbs up thumbs down and then everyone piles oh thumbs down i don't know anything about this but fuck ben affleck yay you know i don't i don't really know but ben affleck bullshit blah 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 nintendo sucks because nintendo sucks right now yay you know i haven't seen a ben affleck movie since since uh since Daredevil, but like you know, his last two movies must have sucked too. So he's gonna be awful in this. Boo! And I'm not saying Ben Affleck's gonna be good. We'll we'll get into that. But like people talk, the people that are talking are like, like I'm all for South Park, Matt Stone and Trey Parker ruling the world. But it seems like because they wrote that song about hating Ben Affleck, that everyone now has to hate Ben Affleck. They they, they control the biggest cult in the world of people. And I don't like Ben Affleck. I don't think he's the best, most inspiring <laughs> choice for Batman. But it seems like. People forget uh, that that uh, the town came out. People forget that Argo was just out, and those movies won best Oscars. Not that I'm a big believer of the Oscars, but they were great fucking movies. Well, he's a good. Jo- my, my I want him to direct was, it. I want no, him to not direct that it. I'm. I mean, oh, I, sorry, I, I oh, was going to say, I, not that you know. My, my point was like, whoever cast him seemed to forget that both of his Oscars are for things that aren't acting, yeah. you know, and again, yeah. not that the Oscars are the be all and end all, but no, but I, I hear you. It's he's, he's not the most inspired actor in the world, no doubt. And my problem with his casting, like realistically speaking, my problem for the casting of him as Batman is in modern day Batman, Batman needs to, is supposed to be a little brooding and not so much a wisecracker and not so much somebody that is funny or lighthearted in any way. And, and I think well, I think Ben I think Affleck actually, w- with the exception of the of the television show, for the most part, like the comic books that I've seen from before and after that era, like it got a little lighter afterwards. But from before, especially, it was very dark. Yes, and the movies brought back the darkness. Ab- absolutely, absolutely, and 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 then followed by the Batman animated series that was very much uh, a basket. That was terrific. Yeah, that, that was very much uh, dark as well and probably in a lot of ways the best rep- representation of Batman that I, that I think. 
because uh, it took the comics and the movies and everything and just combined it into a very much perfect way and really set the standard of who is Batman in our culture today. But with Ben Affleck... And it I, had Dr. Pulaski in it. And it did have... It had tons of Star Trek people. It also had Worf in it. It had uh, yeah. Brent Spiner was in it at, at a time. Like It had all the Star Trek people were in that and the Garg and all the Warner Brothers shows at that period of time. They were on Gargoyles and a couple other shows that they, they added bits, mm-hmm. and piece, bits and pieces. But uh, with, with uh, Ben Affleck... I think he'll play a very good Bruce Wayne. I could see him playing the cocky, rich guy that's pre- that's pretending to have a lot. What I, my problem is, and yeah, half his face will be cut off, so maybe it won't be so much of an issue with him trying to play tough and in serious Batman. I, I don't think he's the most inspired choice for that. I joked about it, uh, joked about it online, but I I really do believe, and someone someone car- someone piggy packed this as well. I definitely think if he was younger, he would be a really great choice for Terry McGinnis from Batman Beyond and even playing an older version of Terry McGinnis if there was an old Bruce Wayne somewhere, an old grumpy Bruce Wayne. I do not see how Ben mm-hmm. Affleck plays a serious part. A lot, well, the, people, the people that are defending this go, oh, well, people didn't think Heath Ledger could play a good Joker. People didn't think Michael Keaton could play a good Batman before either. But I understand that. Michael Keaton... We'll take them. Take take the two things first. Michael Keaton at the time that he was about to play Batman, yes, had played Beetlejuice and and Mr. Mum, and those were the only big things they knew about him. But those were only two. That was a very small sample size. We oh, were. We, but Michael Keaton had been in. I mean, he had been in a number of movies where he was just inspired. Right, but what I mean is his most famous at that period of time. His mo- his two oh, most yeah, famous. Oh yeah, what people were saying. We're saying yeah. were the Mr. Mum and Beetlejuice. How can this guy be Batman? He's, you know, Mr. Batman, uh, Batman mom. And, you know, there was all these, like, funny comments that they were making at the time. It wasn't until Jack Nicholson jumped on in the movie that they were like, oh, this is going to be legit. And that's why a lot of the marketing was focused more on Jack Nicholson than it was. And a lot of the script was turned that way Mm -hmm. towards Jack Nicholson rather than based on Michael Keaton because they were worried about how the reception of him as Batman. But there was a small sample size. We didn't know what to expect from Michael Keaton at that point in time. We couldn't have predicted anything because he'd only had he had a lot of work. But in the in the public eye, he was only really known for two roles. So it's kind of hard to judge him like that. Ben Affleck's had a whole career, and yes, he is a different actor than he was back then. He's good at being a lot better at being subtle, but. As, as Gotti mentioned earlier, his two ask Oscar wins are not for directing. Yes, he has got some noms for uh, nominations for... <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of Deep Space Nine with nom. It, uh, yeah. but, he, but, he, but he's had some noms for, for, uh, for, for acting, not lead actor, but for supporting actor roles and stuff. And I, believe, I believe in Argo, I'm, I believe he got a, a supporting actor or not. But, uh, but don't quote me on that. It might have been in the town. I'm confused. Yeah, actually, I'm not sure he did, but... But whatever. Never the, nevertheless, nevertheless, his I mean, acting's got better. His acting, like I mean to say, his acting has gone better. He he isn't. But where he is awful for me is when he tries to do melodramatic. His worst acting job is not Daredevil. Daredevil was bad. Is not Geely or Gigi or whatever it was. It was Pearl Harbor. He sucked in Pearl Harbor. It's not just because of that song. Pearl Harbor sucked and I miss you. He really did suck in Pearl Harbor. That was a bad movie in part. Big part, big in part, big to him, and also that movie was in with Bruce Willis, uh, uh, the space, the space movie uh, with the the Iris Smith song. I don't want to close your um, eyes. Uh, 
Armaged- Armageddon. Uh, Armageddon. Armageddon. Well, I knew I'd get there through the Aerosmith song. Armageddon was a piece of shit movie, too, and he was awful in that. And a lot of people still, when they're complaining about Ben Affleck, are saying, well, I don't want, I don't want friggin' Daredevil, or I don't want, I don't want this guy from, you know, that movie over there to play. And, and they ignore the last couple movies he's done. Will he be a serviceable Batman? Yes. Is he the best choice? No, I don't think so. It's a blanket excuse for Warner Brothers trying to get him to direct the Justice League movie down the road. But I and he signed like a 13 film deal to play Batman, something ridiculous like that. My problem with this movie coming out is the fact that it's made by the same creative team that did Man of Steel. <laughs> yes, they signed him for like a 13 movie deal, which is going to lead us to talk I've about. I've never heard of a 13 movie deal since the studio days. Yep, yep. A lot of people think but it's anyway. going to be, be a lot of bit parts, like in the uh, like was done in the Marvel universe, where it's like walk-ons, where he's only in the end of the movie for two seconds here and there. But my biggest problem with this movie is again that Ben Affleck isn't directing it. Is that is that Zack Schneider and his mm-hmm. team are doing it again, and I'm not the biggest fan. I wasn't the biggest fan of Man of Steel, not because of Superman's rampant killing and all that stuff. Uh, it, I mean, that was okay. I guess it can be explained off. The, my problem is I don't like the way he shoots action with all the quick close-ups and the shaky cams and all that sort of stuff. I don't think that's conducive to awesome superhero stuff. I think you need to be a little bit more uh, wide-angled at times to see all the action going on. I, I don't mean to keep going back to this, but as I keep mentioning the Avengers, but go watch the Avengers in the way in in the way Marvel shoots action. You can't have it all jumpy like that. It doesn't work for me. It gives me a headache. This is a personal choice. It. I mean, like I was talking to somebody earlier on the phone. I can't argue with somebody that tells me, I can't stand watching Oliver Stone movies because it makes me feel like I'm about to have a seizure. I personally like Oliver Stone movies. I like Natural Born Killers. I like JFK. I like the style of conveying an emotion with like 15 different images, bam, bam, bam. But if someone said to me, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that way of storytelling. I can't get into that. I could say, I wouldn't be like, oh no, you're stupid. You like that? You don't like that? You don't get the intellectual qualities of it. The same could be said for Zack Snyder movies. Do I think he makes a quality picture? Yeah, I think he does well. I think 300, I think that I think Superman have been like good pictures. They're just not something I can personally get into, and it's a shame because I a Batman versus Superman movie would be something I'd really much really love, but I think I would just like a different director. <laughs> it's I mean that's something I'd like JJ Abrams to direct. Because I could see it with just looking so beautiful and seeing everything and lots of lens flares. And and it would just be amazing. <laughs> no, keep JJ keep JJ away. Lens flares are the new cowbell. Keep JJ away from the next Star Wars movie. Keep I mean Star Trek movie. Keep him to Star Star Wars. I, I know he owns he's a part of this franchise, but he's rebooted the franchise. Do me a favor, let him ha- be the producer, but let somebody else direct the next Star Trek movie and and write the next Star Trek movie, and and let JJ do his Star Wars stuff. Walken. Yeah, let Christopher Walken do it. Let Christopher Walken do it. No, no, ding, ding, ding. We need more. We need cowbell on the back of the Enterprise. But the one piece of interesting information that has been that has been that has been buried with all this Ben Affleck. I know I didn't really. I guess I gave my opinion. I think Ben Affleck will do okay in the in the job. I don't think he's the best choice, but I do think when it does come out, it's going to be one of those situations where a lot of people are like, oh, I'm surprised. Oh, and I meant to say about Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger is different altogether. Like, like I know a lot of people like, he couldn't play the Joker, but if you really looked at him 
and you really looked at his smile and his visual. Like at first, I was a little bit. I was like, 10 things, ten things I hate about you kids playing the Joker." And then I looked at him, and if you looked at him, you could definitely see how he could play the Joker and his mannerisms and the way his his mm-hmm. visual appearance. I mean, I didn't know the depth of his acting ability, but but he proved a lot to me. Leading into that, leading into that, seeing a couple of his roles like the uh, the Brothers Grimm and Brokeback Mountain, things like that, really really changed my mind. I watched those in between the announcement and when he came out. So I, when the Dark Knight came out, so I real I really was mm-hmm. able to appreciate who Heath Ledger was. So I got over that quickly. Again, Ben, Ben, yeah. Can once, I tell you my sad Brokeback Mountain story? Yo, please, please. I. Gay well, gay cowboys. Course, Speaking of South Park, stuck. gay cowboys eating yes, pudding. Yes, gay cowboys eating pudding. <laughs> yeah. So we all went and we all got our pudding and we went to the theater and I was all excited because we were going to see the gay cowboys eating pudding. And then I like opened my pudding and then my glasses broke. Oh, oh so you couldn't see that whole And there's movie. a rule in my life. If I don't know how this is, it's like some unnatural law of the universe. If I'm at a movie and it's at all started and something happens, I never wind up seeing the rest of it. Like it just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's just it's just a block, mental block that's just like eh, I can't. It, yeah, I kind of feel that way about if I watch the first five minutes of a movie and I can't get into it and I turn it off and people are like, oh, it's a great movie. You just have to get past that. It's tough for me to go back and watch that. It might take years and years and years for me to actually sit down I and give a movie did a chance. I that with a few. Uh, French and Austrian movies that I on Netflix that I didn't realize I had already started watching. So I didn't like they had just cleared my mind. Yeah. So Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely. I didn't remember. But. And and you could watch. You could start like start the uh, slab fresh. It was like someone wiped a race a race clear history out there yeah. and stuff. So back so back to this. So Ben so Ben Affleck he has a the reason why all the the haters or the lovers or whatever. The reason why people are piling on is because he does have a history of movies. His last two movies all being very critically acclaimed. A lot of the people that hated him have, there was a little bit like when the, when the, the town came out, there was a little bit of that. You know what? I'm ashamed to say this, but Ben Affleck's a really awesome director. I mean, I had a lot of people saying that. So and then we lead to now Argo. Yeah, he's an amazing director. And it's a little bit of a jump for all these people that, that you have someone as great, as great, even though the voice sucked, but I mean as an actor, as great as Christian Bale playing the part and going from him to Ben Affleck mm-hmm. could seem like a big drop-off. But I do think if they decide to bring back slightly funnier, slightly more campy Batman, slightly, I think Ben Affleck would do a good job. I don't think he should play all broody, cre- like, unless he has like three lines in the movie as Batman, where all his lines are as Bruce Wayne, but then... And and if you've seen Boiler Room, where where he plays the the lead, it's not the greatest movie in the world. But Ben Affleck's part himself, he plays one of those like intellectuals that knows everything type parts. And if they if they do what mm-hmm. I think they're going to do with the Superman versus Batman movie, a lot of the biggest battles in the movie will be between Lex Luthor, who we're going to get to in a second here, and uh, and and Bruce Wayne, Bat jousting for position in the in the corporate uh rich people businessman world and batman doing a lot of like two people bullshitting each other and seeing whose bullshit flies better and i do think ben affleck playing funny intellectual ben affleck 
could match wits with the second announcement from this movie that we that really got buried under this Ben Affleck stuff, but I think is just as important and just as interesting. Not something I'm super... I had hoped he was going to play a different part in this series, but I can still see how this is going to... Could be great if he's directed properly, is Mr. Brian Cranston, who who just got cast as Lex Luthor. Yes. Or apparently, they can't make the final announcement till Breaking Bad's over, but apparently he is Lex Luthor. So, a few things to mind. How... Yes, Brian Cranston is did play Cohagen in the Total Recall movie and sucked. But let's forget that. That was a joke of a movie. This is a part that he'll be directed to play probably a vi- he's obviously getting this part coming off Eisenberg, coming off Walter White, playing an intellectual. The main differences between Walter White and Lex Luthor is Lex Luthor is a scientist, so is Walter White. Uh, he's someone that b- builds a lot of stuff, but he's also Completely egotistical. Okay, 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 that's fine. Check, check mark. Completely egotistical. Uh, completely rageful, mm-hmm. has like rageful break breakdowns. I guess the mm-hmm. the biggest difference is between Lex Luthor and Walter they're White. They're both their own undoing. They're both their own outdoing. The biggest differences, I guess, is you would get more coming from Walter White as in the scene in... Uh, it, a couple scenes come to mind. The scene in Saul's office after everything comes out about about poisoning the kid at the beginning of season five, part one, where Saul's trying to get out and he's like, I'm out of here. I'm done working with you. You're trouble, blah, 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 blah. And Walter White goes over to him and looks at him scarily and goes, you're out when I say you're out. You're done when I say you're done. Or say my name. Say my name. That's going to be more the tact. There's none of that. I mean, Lex Luthor knows when to play timid, but Lex Luthor is also filthy, filthy rich to begin with. And someone that just has a hunger for more knowledge and a hunger for more stuff. You know, just constant control. He wants control. He wants hunger. Will this be the Lex Luthor, as in the comics and the cartoon, that is running for president? Could this be that Lex Luthor? I don't know. How are they going to do Luthor? Are they going to do, is he, uh, someone predicted this possible storyline, which I think is a, a, a some sort of potential situation. Lex Luthor either manipulates or mentally controls Superman somehow, and Batman has to come to stop him, essentially. He has to stop both of them, thinking that Superman is, is a problem. And if you're having a Walter White, if you're having Eisenberg Walter White manipulate Superman throughout a movie, I think you have. Yeah. I think that could be good. I, the it could pro- be interesting. The problem and very different from from Gene Hackman's portrayal, like a Gene Hackman, or the way Kevin yeah. Spacey played him, which I think, unfortunately, Kevin Spacey was lost in a shitty picture. But Kevin Spacey played. I, I didn't. It was a shitty picture. Don't ever I didn't see really it. Really go for don't, that. Don't see it. Yeah. But his performance of Lex Luthor. I think was like if if that movie never happened, I would be calling for Kevin Spacey to play Lex Luthor. That I guess that's what I feel because 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 I, I see okay because I because I, I think in a sense the one thing that that Brian Cranston has to bring out that show that another side of of his character and I guess he did show it in the last episode now with the uh, with the uh, with how he's handling Hank and with the confession video. I think that to play Lex Luthor, he needs to get even more smarmy, a little bit more constantly thinking he's better than people. And a lot of times Walter White's trying to fake being, uh, being, being, oh, woe is me to like, you know, no, no, no. Lex Luthor owns his stuff. You know, Lex Luthor is like very 
very, mm-hmm. very condescending, extremely condescending all the time yeah, well, to everybody. Walter White is is Lex Luthor when he was learning to be Lex Luthor. Exactly. Or, you know. So it's interesting that we're going to be taking yeah, it well, from the end of Breaking Bad to see the continuing adventures of Eisenberg. And hmm, I do. Th- I think this was. I think this is inspiring casting. I do. I mean, at first I wanted to p- him to play Gordon because I think he was the right age. But I understand if you're going to take you're doing a different take on Lex and you're going to do a much older set in his ways Lex Luthor that probably saw the events of the last Superman movie with Superman basically destroying the city. You're going to take like if this is the only way that that Zack Snyder and crew, aside from the way the picture looks, can save the last movie from a storyline standpoint is take everything is take all the criticism people are saying about Superman Maddles. Uh, needle see killing people and all of that and that's and take all of that information and 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 make it be see the results of it see people like see the see the two results that see the two results that that Lex Luthor and someone like Bruce Wayne both have with the events that happened in Metropolis and what Superman did and both of them, you can have like a, a complete triangle storyline, but mo- most of the story will be focused on Bruce and Lex finding out how two geniuses, one being evil, one being one based around around positive energy, how each one of them handle the situation and how each one of them. <laughs> the goofus and the gallant of superhero. Exact, exactly. Okay. I've sent the colored voicemail. Well, oh yeah, we did. We sent let's we sent that caller to Your caller just hung up. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye voice. Goodbye caller. Caller, if you want to call in if you're listening right now, you can call in. Get a screen you to voicemail, okay. motherfucker. I've sent the caller to Yeah, voicemail. I'm sending you to voicemail. Call in on Skype. I know who you are. Call in on Skype. I got issues, man. You can call in on Skype and we can we can do this multiple talk personality thing. So I so I do think that Brian Cranston will play a good Lex <laughs> There we go. Ignore that. Brian Cranston is going to play a good Lex Luthor. I, and I do think he should bring a lot of Walter White into it and a lot of that aspects of his personality. It 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 it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how they take it. And it would be great to see Lex from one end uh coming at it from an evil perspective and 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 Batman from the other end coming at it from more cautiously, and and then Superman, you know, both engaging Superman in some form form of combat or problems, and then, uh, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, why don't I just call in via Skype? Yeah, I was just say, I was just saying that. Call on Skype. Okay, bye. Bye. Sorry about that. We're back to Gotti. Oh no, I ended the phone with with Gotti. I'm just a big mess right now. I'm calling Gotti back. I'm calling Gotti back. This is what happens with live television, folks. I am going to attempt something I haven't attempted yet. I'm or television, live radio. I'm going to ha- attempt to have multiple, multiple callers. So I answered this right here from John. Hello. Hey, John. One second. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Yeah, we got John right here. There we go. Okay, let me end that and redial that. I'm, I was I was on the phone with I was on the phone with Gotti talking about uh, Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor. How do you think? What do you think about Brian Cranston being Lex Luthor? I think that it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for Breaking Bad, and I think that he's a great choice. But 
more or less it's I don't know, kind of like more or less like a um, like a uh, how do, how would I describe it? like like a uh, Batman Begins kind of Lex Luthor because the thing is originally when Lex Luthor first came into scene in um, in uh, the Superman comics he was a young guy. Long flowing red hair and beard, like how when they regenerated him and made a clone of him mm-hmm. in the cartoon, like that's the way he was a very young guy. But you could definitely see a person that's, you know, um, like shave his face off and stuff like that. It would be really interesting to see because I haven't seen like um, Lex, not Lex Luthor, Brian Cranston with the bald head and without the facial hair. Yeah. So, no, it's. I don't gonna... know if he portrays weak or if he's gonna have a full beard or anything because. If he goes with a full beard and he looks like Walter White, people are just going to be like, it's Walter White. He has to find a way of separating himself right there. And I hope he does go with the bald head because when everybody – people see that, they're like like Patrick Stewart. Oh, it's Professor X. Exactly. Yeah, it's a Lex Luthor has certain – I mean Lex Luthor hasn't always had hair. I mean Gene Hackman wore a really cool wig uh, in the in the part and stuff like that. But I agree, he can't look too much like Walter White. He needs to differentiate himself in some ways, albeit with a completely shaven face or or a couple of characteristics. I kind of like, and I was saying this before, I kind of like that they're going to take it as an older Lex. I think I think that might be yeah, interesting. It's, it's very it's very dark. It's kind of like dark leg and realistic because, you know, well, uh, you know, it's it's. Lex can't be Lex in the real movies. If they want to get put more reality into it, Lex can't be the guy from Smallville, like clean cut, perfect looking, young, good looking guy. He has to be like a conglomerate kind of like owner and CEO of LexCorp. He, he has to be that he, guy. Yeah, he that also looks scary. He also can't be a guy that has any any qualms about good and evil. Like that's what I didn't like about Smallville. Lex is that they tried to make him too good. You know, Lex. So Luth- he has to play it like Walter White. But he can't be Walter White because the thing is, he's manipulative. He lies. He'll lie right to your face and tell you he did not kill that kid or he did not kill so-and-so. Spoilers. Uh, And he'll lie to your face just to get over. And that's the reason why everybody can see him as Lex because he's cold and manipulative, manipulative. Manipulative, yeah. And, and, but the thing with Lex, too, if Lex is in the right situation, unlike Walter White, and this is one of those differences, and why I was saying that it's going to be more like the Walter you see in Say My Name and the way he's yelling at Saul to be like, you're out when I say you're out. Lex, if he's in the right circle and he knows he's not being bugged, or he'll be like, yeah, I fucking killed that person because they, were, they weren't as good as me because they weren't, they weren't superior like I am. I have a brain and this person doesn't. Where I think the movie hopes to succeed, and this is where I was saying when you were calling in, was was what I get a feeling the movie is going to be is you're going to see Lex in his place, the head of Lex Corp, and you're going to see Bruce at the head of Wayne Corp, and both their reactions to the events of Man of Steel and all and all the tragi- tragedy that see- Superman caused, and how each one of them, each rich man and each powerful man in their own way, one evil, one good, is going to deal with this this alien on earth and how they're going to both think that they're going to be adjoining sides because i've seen that happen and i've seen a lot of people talk about that do you think that they're going to try to batman and lex Lex are going to be joining underneath the guise of sneaking in and trying to repair metropolis and with the help of bruce 
but then coercing Bruce into believing that Superman is a bad guy. I, I like think they try to do. I think if they did that, I think they need to do it the other way around. I think if Lex is to manipulate anybody, it needs to be Superman. I think Lex is going to look at it as an opportunity to get this guy on his side and get this guy as a, as a, and then brainwash him or do some sort of mojo, mojo, weird mojo on him or something. Because, because th- this is why I say, because, because then you're cutting Batman off of the balls. Batman's main characteristic, one of his main characteristics is, is his detective mind. He would know who Lex Luthor was. There's no way you could make a Batman that's so dumb that he, he doesn't know that Lex Luthor is a criminal. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't make him go, oh, okay, that, that Lex isn't too bad. You, you, you could, or even having, you would need Bruce Wayne, because I, I bet you do have a lot of Bruce Wayne-Lex interactions where, where they're sparring mentally, you know, where they're showing off their intellect back and forth. But I, I, don't, think, I don't think you can have Batman and Lex on the same side and make, and make it, fly i've i've seen superman i've seen superman thinking that bruce is on his side but bruce is always manipulating at lex because he's always one step ahead i guess the, i guess so i would think that it would need to be uh superman being manipulated and then batman has to bring them both down really interesting he has to bring them both down yeah or That's... or or hmm. con- convince superman that lex is manipulating him and then they both bring lex down but, I'm I'm under the I'm, well. The thing is, you know, there also could be the turn as far as Lex and Bruce when they're competing. They could also be competing companies going against each other. Yes. And um, and on one side, you feel that um, Lex is against. He has one of his motives, and Bruce has his own alter motives. But Lex and uh, and Lex and Bruce are look like they're they're just friendly competing but yeah. they could have different alternative motives like once it goes underneath the uh the radar that's the interactions that they've had with them when uh when they did the batman versus superman world's finest movie from yeah. uh that from the dc from the same people that did the animated series that's there and uh and in that case they had bruce and lex working together on a deal and Superman's like, you know that guy, and he's like, of course I know who. Of course, you a dumbass. Of course I know Lex Luthor is evil. I'm working, you know, I'm working him. I'm, uh, uh, I'm on top of the situation, Superman. You don't don't just come in here, uh, g- fists ablazing like a dumbass. I'm Batman here. So we talked about it a little bit, but I, I'm curious of of uh, realistically past all the hype and BS. What's your opinions on the Ben Affleck playing uh, Batman? Well. To be honest with you, a lot of people did not like the fact that Heath Ledger, because if you saw his no, movies- we were we were we were talking we were talking about that, but but <laughs> but uh, but not mean to cut you off, but but I but since I already addressed this, I want to give you my argument for that that okay. he, that Heath Ledger had, had at least shown us uh, movies like Brothers Grimm and some other interesting acting stuff, so we had more of a less even less of a sample size, but showing him doing diverse characters. I love the Knight's Tale. Uh, me too. I, I like the Knight's Tale. I like uh, I like uh, Ten Things I Hate About You in their own in its in its own way. Yes. I I love the Brothers Grimm. I think he's amazing in the Brothers Grimm, and and uh, he was great in Brokeback Mountain. And uh, I and, bet he was. No, oh, he was awesome. He's so sexy in Brokeback Mountain. So so I can understand why they would pick him pick him for the Joker. Michael Keaton as Batman, like we said, had only done a couple movies in the main main light, so you can understand why people were upset about him. With Ben Affleck, the one difference with what, what you're going to say, because I'm not too upset about it either when it comes down to it, but 
is that Ben Affleck has a lot of movies. He has a whole career. He was a movie star and then stopped being a movie star because people didn't like him as a movie star. And then he became a director and became a great director. So th- And this is his chance to be a movie star again. So people have a lot to go on with the Affleck. I do think people are going crazy, but they have a lot to yeah, go on with If you want to ask my, my opinion. Yeah, your realistic opinion. You like, inside of you. realistic opinion outside of not like, you know, removing the whole entire Heat Ledger thing. Um, it's interesting. I don't have a particular, like, you know, I know that it's because we've already seen Ben Affleck as a superhero. Yeah. It was a crappy movie though. How that, that role and everybody's will, will say like, you know, Oh, uh, it's the director's fault. Or Ben would say, yeah, Ben's saying the director's fault. The director's saying it's Ben's fault. He can't act himself out of a paper bag. One of them was saying it was the studio's fault because there is a director's cut of uh, Daredevil that takes out a lot of uh, Ben Affleck's acting parts in that movie is what a lot of them claim. And I have seen the director's cut, and I do recommend to anyone who who kind of liked Daredevil to watch the director's cut. It's still not a complete movie, but it helps. It does help. I just wanted to say that it does it does help because there's a lot more motivation and, and it looks less like two guys two pe- a bunch of people dancing <laughs> that in the Daredevil. Movie. Oh my god, that that was just awful. I never want to like you know see that movie again because of the whole playground fight. Scene. Oh, it was awful. That's what everyone remembers from the movie. It's, it was the pathetic. thing is, it's hard because he has to play two people. He's playing Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and he's playing Batman, and both roles like you know Bruce Wayne is sort of laid back sort of like you know he can be debonair but batman is all business and yeah i don't think that people to be honest with him i don't think people are going to take his batman seriously no that's what that's what i was saying it's scary like i think he can play bruce wayne very very well like i could see him playing an exceptional bruce wayne and being that cocky schmarmy uh faking fake being hey god he has it going uh Daddy! hi but but hey, i could CR3, how are you Oh, dude, I can barely hear you, but I love you. Uh, you're the bestest. Can you hear him better now? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, you guys are coming in on the both both coming in on the same channel, so it, so it might be. Oh, cool. So if you, I actually I actually um I, I got cut off and then I tried and I couldn't get back on, but I actually need to go. Okay, so good. I was, I was in the middle of texting, but my love to 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 you guys because you're the bestest bestest. Both of you, and then to our beloved listening audience. Awesome. Gotti, I'll talk to you on Sunday. All right. Catch you then. Bye, Bye, buddy. Bye. Okay, that was Gotti. You can check Gotti and I out on Sunday talking about Breaking Bad, and we'll be taking your calls and stuff like that at uh, on uh, Sunday evenings post the episode. And check that stuff out on Fill the Issues Guy page, and thank you for all your support on those episodes. Anyways, so, so yeah, I, that is awful. I agree with you. I think he can play... I think he can play very. I think he could play Bruce Wayne very well. I think character like he played in Boiler Room, mixed with the like slightly a little bit more cocky and rich. I think he can do that. But I agree with you. Yeah, like because it, it, Bruce Wayne is almost like a more. Like, it almost seems like he's Tony Stark's brother. He yeah, could be. He could be. Yeah, he could totally do that. But where I don't, th- I agree with you. I don't see him playing a tough, gruff Batman. What's the Batman voice going to be like? Like, wh- how is he going to play torture? Hey, hey Joker. How's what he- are you doing, <laughs> that guy? Uh, he's going to be like the Goodwill Hunting voice. <laughs> it's I, I, do, I don't see how he plays like a real tortured Batman like that. When was the last time he actually played? Like, is he going to like? 
Because the thing is, you, you could say the town, but he was doing that accent and stuff right yeah. there. It's and like, it, but he hasn't it, been like really like crazy. And what kind of Batman is he going to play? Is he going to play the cartoon Batman? Is he going to play a Batman like, you know, the Dark Knight Batman? Is like, he going to play a crazier like, Batman? Is he going to play like a low emotion Batman? Like uh, yeah. Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be closer to that. Like very like, you know, only a couple of lines speaking in a real whisper voice. Like we only get a few close ups of his face as bat. You know what I mean? Where he's like flying around a lot and not a huge part of the movie. Maybe he's just window dressing. Maybe it's just a Lex versus Superman movie where Batman shows up at one point in time to offer Superman up with an information. It's only he's only like in a quick scene or something. How hey, much? Batman, I got, blah, 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 blah. I got a wicked, a wicked cool idea for you. And then, and then he just leaves. Like, I mean, what kind of Batman realistically are we going to get here? It's, 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 it's very interesting to think about. How much Batman background are we going to learn about this Batman's universe? Are we going to get an Alfred? Are we going to get a Robin? Are we going to get a Commissioner Gordon? I mean, how much of the Batman universe is going to be over here? I guess we'll learn a lot of this by who gets cast, but. But really, I don't. I agree with you. I don't see Bat, uh, Ben Affleck playing that kind of angry Bat, like like a real uh, personality, like angry Batman. The only kind of Batman I see him playing, because because yeah, in the town he played a tortured character to an extent, and in Argo as well. But he always has that sense of humor a little bit, you know, that like Ben Affleck smile to it. Like I'm not really. I'm just the director. I don't think he's gonna charm his way out of that. There's but that's no what I'm saying. Yeah, he's he can't charm his way out of playing Batman, and he can charm his way through bit parts and movies. He directs the balls, like Woody Allen does. Like Woody Allen just shows up in his movies, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm pulling off acting." You know, blah blah blah. I'm Woody Allen. His stand-up comedy. Woody and- Allen. That's not acting. Yeah, but he's like he's doing a stand-up comedy bit in the middle of a movie. Ben Affleck is like putting the Ben Affleck personality in movies. He's directing the balls, so it like works. But him carrying not carrying a movie, but when it comes down to it, he's a bigger star than uh, Cavill or whatever the guy's name that played Superman. So you're gonna see Ben Peter Affleck. Cavill. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna see Ben Affleck, Brian Cranston, and Peter Cav- Cavill playing uh, in this movie. I mean, Ben Affleck's gonna get first billing in this movie. And because he's the biggest star in the movie. And and so that that carries some of it. And he's playing the biggest character in the movie. All you people that want to claim Superman's more popular than Batman, he's not. Batman's the most popular superhero. Agreed, agreed. In the way that football's more popular than... Superman may be more well-known, but when you talk about more popular as far as a better person that everybody loves, consensus, it's it's one thing to be like, you know... Uh, John Wilkes Booth is probably better well known than his brother yeah. for the sheer fact that he killed Abraham Lincoln. Did you know that John Wilkes Booth's brother was Abraham Lincoln's favorite actor? Yeah, I actually did know that. Yep, I did. Like, that's crazy. I and knew it, that he he was like like an A list actor. Mm-hmm. It's it, he, his life ruined by his brother. Yeah, it's, was it, also an actor. it is. It is ridiculous, and and, and, be, and for, history will always know for that. And and that's I mean that's a good good example of Ben Affleck's career. No matter how many Oscar winning directing movies he puts out, people are going to remember Daredevil, uh, Pearl Harbor, Gigi, Gigli, whatever that movie was called. They're going to remember all those. Jiggly. Ho- yeah, Jiggly. Thank you. They're going to remember Armageddon. They're going to remember all those horrible movies he did. And especially when you compare it to the most popular superhero coming off one of the gr- like voice aside, one of the greatest actors working right now playing Batman and being so still so close to people like George Clooney and Val Kilmer doing it, 
that it's like Ben Affleck can can't do this. He's not going to pull this off properly unless unless they make him a more campy, funny, wisecracking Batman. Hence my joking about, but kind of meaning that Batman would be a good Terry McGinnis. I mean that that uh, Ben Affleck. No, it's Terry McGinnis again. Terry McGinnis is the Batman Beyond kid. Is the kid? Oh yeah, that's right. Like if that's you right. like if you made him. I didn't get that joke. Yeah, if you made him the young. Terry McGinnis, like a, an older Terry McGinnis that's an adult that still has old man Bruce Wayne, you know, coaching him from behind, being the Alfred in his head, like uh, Pepper to, to Tony, you know, then I could buy him being like a slightly more wisecracking Batman. I could, I could, you know, slightly, but you can't. He, yeah, he, yeah, because it's like, yeah, because the thing is, there's only been a cartoon, like, you know, uh, the cartoon itself for Batman Beyond is one thing, but like, you can't really live action a, a, yeah, a comic like, Batman anymore. You can't do unless you made it no, as a complete, Bruce Wayne, the Bruce Wayne Batman. No, no. Terry no. McGinnis. Yes, yeah. possibly. But this guy or 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 if you had made this movie, if you had given the part to uh, to Joseph Gordon-Levitt and he was playing. Oh, my God. That would have been awesome. Oh, my God, dude. Don't even get me started. That would be so dope. Joseph Gordon. Joseph Gordon-Levitt played the Batman beyond Terry McGinnis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and you do that, and you do that, and you have, and and then you don't even need to have Bruce, and you can call him Batman, and just have it be a continuation from the last movie. Oh my god, that would be so dope, dude! Oh, that is like why 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 aren't they doing that? But but forget forget about that. They're not doing that. Ben Affleck signed a thirteen film deal to play Batman in the next thirteen superhero movies that are going to come out from DC Warner Brothers. Can you believe that thirteen movie deal, John? He's playing. What? He's uh, look, look closely, and you can check my facts after I after we get offline here. Uh, ben Affleck signed a thirteen movie deal to play Batman. What? Because they think they're gonna mirror the whole DC, the whole uh, Marvel universe thing, and they want him to. Uh, rumor has that a lot of them are bit parts. You know, like not all of them are Batman movies or Batman lead. Excuse me, lead movies. Some of them are. He'll make a bit part appearance at the end of the Flash movie, or he'll, you know, a few of them will be Justice League movies. He's going to play Batman 13 times. Oh. I guess Brian Cranston, the rumored deal is like a seven picture deal to play Lex Luthor seven times. Yeah. Something, something to that effect. So yeah. obviously Lex isn't dying in the next movie. So, but, but so. So here we are with Ben Affleck playing Batman this time. That's another thing I think people are upset about. But I do think, get your facts right. I think a lot of people are just piling on this. Uh, Is Ben Affleck going to be the best Batman? No, 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 no. Is he going to be the worst? That's yet to be seen. No, before him, there was George Clooney. There was George Clooney. George Clooney will... And Val Kilmer. I, I think, I do think Ben Affleck has the potential to be a better Batman than Val Kilmer. Maybe, yes. maybe, maybe a better. The, the, it's hard to believe that because Christian Bale did such a great job that he totally wiped out any memory that I had of anybody before him. It's and the, I, I don't necessarily agree with that because I still have some a, str- a, a strong place in my heart for two other people in Batman. Michael Keaton, uh, just because he's the first person that brought Batman to life for me in a way that I've never seen before, so I'll always associate him with that movie. But I agree with you that Christian Bale has brought it to a next level that to the point where in my mind, when I close my eyes and think about Batman, yeah, I, at night when I'm in my bed and I close my eyes and I think about Batman, who I think about, I think about two things. I think about, I think about, 
I, I think about Christian Bale's physical appearance, the visual way Christian Bale looks as Batman, and I think about Kevin Conroy's voice. I think about the Batman animated series guy's voice, Kevin Conroy. He, he to me, does the best Bruce Wayne Batman switch off, and he does the ultimate voice of Batman. And, and uh, so, so those two people. But I agree with you. The way Christian Bale played him and Christian Bale being such a great actor, it's just hard to even imagine someone else playing playing Batman and and to think about Ben Affleck maybe it's genius casting in the way that it's someone we don't expect so they have to do such a different take on Batman maybe we're again we're going to be back to not exactly Adam West but Adam Westish you know where some, where Batman's a wisecracker where Batman's like Ben going holy uh holy holy kryptonite bat uh Robin we've got uh we need to take this uh, take this big alien down. Dun, 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 dun. Let's do the Batusi. I mean, but we I guess we got that with the George Clooney movie. That's the kind of Batman George Clooney was. Didn't George Clooney dance? I I know that there's obviously the Bat credit card part. I believe there is oh, a. I, be, I believe he made dance with Poison Ivy in the first scene that we meet Poison Ivy. There might be a scene where she dances with Robin, then she dances with Batman. Where, when she's seducing them both to go against each other, when she could easily poison them and they could just die. But, <laughs> but whatever. Why, why call yourself Poison Ivy if you don't want to kill people? But, oh, but okay, talk about horrible casting decisions. Uma Thurman has. Like, Uma Thurman's, uh, Uma Thurman's one of those examples. She's not, uh, in a different way, it manifests itself in a different way. But if you don't give Uma Thurman a good director with someone that will be hired on her and keep her to keep her in line, you get parts like Poison Ivy instead of parts like Kill Bill. You know, with Quentin Tarantino's honor and like obviously Quentin Tarantino's the type of director, oh, you got to do this and this, oh, and I think you should do that. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you're that type of director. But when you're dealing with Joe Schumacher, who's just like, here, read this Poison Ivy comic book. This is what we're trying to do. Do what you want. Urgh. That's what you get, uh, you get, get, oh, I'm going to strangle you with my cactus plant, love. You know, or whatever the crap and shit she said. And you get Arnold being Arnold, and who probably, if an actor pushed him, could have played a decent Mr. Freeze. Uh, if, if he had shown, because, because. Everybody. If he had played more of, uh, I don't know, the, the daylight Arnold, like you'd see more struggle, not daylight that I think that was, no, that's Sylvester Stallone. Forget it. Forget it. I personally think that, uh, Brent Spiner should have played the Riddler and that Patrick Stewart should have. Oh my God. You're such a Star Trek nerd. And Patrick Stewart should have played, uh. Uh, Mr. Freeze, but that that's just me. Well, but we'll, we'll go on, finish up with this Ben Affleck thing. I don't, we're, we'll be obviously be talking about this on future podcasts that John and I are about going to be on that are going to be announced later or, or on issues programs and on B3 programs. I'm sure we, we will be talking a lot more in the future about this Ben Affleck thing as more casting news comes out. But the pr- truth is I'm, I'm not as emotionally horrified as half the population is i i don't think this is a good thing but i wasn't too psyched about the creative team working on the movie to begin with and and i guess ben affleck's in a position where he could surprise everybody and i'm not happy about it but but i'm taking a let's see attitude about it i guess mainly mainly because of what john was saying in the sense that you can't count out an actor uh, personally, if I was casting Batman, a lot of people would be like, hair color, hair color. 
I, I pro, the person I was hoping when Christian Bale wouldn't get it, if you especially if you want to do a, a more comic Batman in some ways, would be someone like Bradley Cooper I could see see playing Batman. He seems a little short and stuff, but like I when you see some of the acting he can do in in some of his uh I want Tom Hardy to play Batman. Tom Hardy actually would be a very good Batman. Surprise like you, you might be joking about it, but Tom Hardy I'm not would, joking, I'm not joking. He's got the bill for it. Tom Hardy so he can do the uh he it would be an interesting look, like a more realistic a, a departure from it. And it also would be pretty cool for people to watch because he played Bane, beating yeah. Batman. Now he is playing Batman. Yeah. I, I, we all know that he can do the voice. Yeah, he can, so. he can, he can do scary voices, and he can definitely shift voice, and he can shift his body yes. to be any if shape. Everybody's seen Warrior yeah, and Wa- Bronson. Warrior and Bronson are his two best movies. He's, he's amazing in those two movies. Like, like vicious, crazy, young Robert De Niro, r- ridiculous in those movies. And I would love to see him in playing a superhero on the positive side of things. The reason why I say Bradley Cooper, people like Bradley Cooper, is because if you're going to cast a guy like Ben Affleck, Bradley Cooper can do everything Ben Affleck can do, and but also give you substance. If you watch movies like I'm blanking on the name, the movie I glorified, Limitless, and movies like Limitless, where he can play like a real tragic character and show you pain to mix with like comic cocky of being a swarmy businessman. And yeah, wrong hair color, Bruce Wayne, but Val Kilmer did it, and you can dye his damn hair black. Shut the fuck up. But but I just think if you're going to cast someone like Ben Affleck who doesn't do serious that well and doesn't do brooding there that well, why not cast someone like that with acting ability that's, that's actually quote-unquote hot right now, not someone that the public's going to cry over, that's going to be like, oh, boo, freaking who? That being said, if they need to recast the Green Lantern, keep it away from Ryan Reynolds and freaking uh, give it to Bradley Cooper. I want Bradley Cooper to play a superhero. I'm sorry. And apparently Matt Damon might be playing Aquaman. That, that, and, uh, and, that uh, is horse shit. <laughs> not Robin, but Aquaman. We all know Shia LaBeouf is going to play him. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. So, so those are what, what, what was going to be my opening issues turned into talking about basically my whole show. I want to go over a couple of silly news this week. And guess what, guys? With all this talk about Miley Cyrus being uh, whatever Miley Cyrus stories and the Ben Affleck stories and all this, guess what, guys? There's actually some serious fucking news going on. There's a war coming in Syria and there's some serious horrible shit. I don't want to get into too much of it, but I educate yourself and do some research after the show's over and learn about what's going on over there. It's some serious fucking shit that, that everyone should, everyone that should be as much in the public eye as it, as Ben Affleck and Miley Cyrus is. I know I'm not, I'm not piggybacking on that to be like, I'm not even talking about it, but, but basically secretary of state, John Kerry described the Syria's use of chemical weapons as undeniable and hinted that Obama is planning on take action. They've been using a lot of chemical weapons on their people. There's a lot of really horrible shit going on there. And and whether the whether America is the world police or not. Well, the thing is, I, I believe that there was a news report this morning that said Obama is uh, backing down. Yeah. He's yeah. creating anything because um, lack of support on the UK. Yeah, lack of support on the UK. not supported. No one – because the thing is everybody looks as though – uh, like when something like this happens, and they look to America and also on two different sides. Are they going to help them? And B, are you going to uh, <laughs> are you going to make them free? Yeah, like, are you going to make uh, them free? Like, yeah, are you going to go liberate them? Yeah, you're going to like, liberate can, them. Like, ruin their life by going in there and telling everybody what to do. I don't know what or, the 
I don't Middle know. East. The reason why I don't want to talk about this stuff from my end is I don't know. I'm not smart enough to talk about what's right and wrong in that situation. But what I do want to say is that people's attention needs to go there to the tragedies that's happening and maybe public support attention. Support important things to do. Yeah, out there. Support, yeah. yeah support, support that in the same way that in the 80s and the early 90s, apartheid really needed to have the public attention on it. The things, horrible things that are going on in the world need to get the public attention to try to get the world against these evil people that are legitimately evil doing horrible things out there and try to make it stop because no, because whatever, I don't want to get all cheap, but no human deserves to deal with deal with immense suffering it's easy over here in ivory tower with the uh with the, with the uh the Lang lancasters or the, the the lannisters america's the lannisters over here it's easy to, to not worry about what the uh the little people are doing up there in the north but winter is coming so let's let's all protect each other okay winter's coming uh, I, what kind of crazy news do you have? Do you have any really crazy news? I've got a couple of pretty crazy things. Yeah, uh, jo join on in, John. Feel free. Join to, to throw out if you have anything. But well, f well, some of it's crazy. Some of it's informational oriented. Uh, uh, some of it was stuff to skip over since we have since we're lacking not lacking time. Not like I'm on any time clock. But uh, but uh, a couple of things I'd skip over. Like like have you noticed? Have you been getting more uh, do not uh, telemarketers calling your cell phones lately? Nope. I have. I've been getting like nonstop telemarketers calling my cell phones, and I guess it's because the uh, it has jumped sixty three percent in the last two years. Uh, telemarketers marketing cell phones because there's still federal trade commission main uh, do not call lists with because people's numbers aren't listed with cell phones. There's problems with getting people on do not call lists, so they're starting to market to cell phone people, and you're going to start getting more computer calls and stuff like that on cell phones. So that shit sucks. But here. Uh, a college student in Ohio admits to posting anti-Islamic flyers, Nazi flags, and racist cards around the university. The student said he did it as a joke because he wanted to get a reaction out of people. He said he wanted to see people overact. He said he was a big fan of Tom Green. <laughs> oh, my God. That's I don't think Tom Green would do that. No. Tom Green did once dress like Hitler and go to a bar mitzvah, though. He did do that. He did do that. But the thing is, that's funny. But when you're 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 passing out or putting like racial, like anti-Semitic stuff around a campus, right? And then when you get caught, you're like, oh, I'm just joking. No, the, exactly. That and that's what it's like. Oh, I fucking hate you, John. You're an asshole. Uh, just kidding, because man. Because also, he didn't record himself doing it. For I'm pretty sure that when the cameras are off, Tom Green is very quiet. Yeah, he was person. He, he doesn't like do that kind of people. stuff. Because if you're not recording it and putting it on YouTube. Then you're doing it obviously for yourself because you find it funny and no one else does. And the biggest difference is, is that with someone like Tom Green, he's making himself out to be the fool in that situation. He's exactly. not. He's not attacking he's not everybody. Whereas in the college campus, where people are handing out flyers and posting Nazi and anti-Islamic propaganda and stuff like that, what you're basically doing is allowing the people in the crowd or the people that are in there, the uh, that see that. To support it because the masses do glorify you know it's like it's like if you bring them water some people will drink people will think that's serious and people will like uh, you know some people will research you know what i mean it's like it you're 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 oh it's a joke i'm glorifying and trying to spread nazi propaganda yay you know <laughs> isn't that funny you know i'm pretty sure andy kaufman and bob's bob uh, zamuda or whatever his name was would find you and beat the shit out of you and go that's not funny you know that's not funny uh I'm sure Tom Green and Sasha Baron Cohen would want to kick the piss out of you. Yeah, because even even people like you know they they just even Jackass would be like you know, yeah, it's a little uh, 
a little ridiculous there. I think I'm going to have to pass on that. Or, like, what were you thinking? Like, I honestly see, like, Johnny Knoxville or, like, Bam Jarek walking up to the guy going, the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah, that's stupid. Come like, on. Like, like, he's never done anything crazy before going, whoa, I'm not even Jewish and I'm offended. <laughs> fuck you. I'm going to beat you up. And then film me beating you up. This is interesting, as we know. Uh, Lamar Odom's a drug dealer or drug addict, and he's been a drug crack addict for addict. years. Yeah, crack addict. It, I think the I think the only thing to say about this story is you got to respect a crack addict being able to play in the NBA at such a high level for so long. That, good job, way to go. Uh, you you get an award or something. Now, a lot of this is happening lately. A woman who's a former member of the Church of Scientology complain, uh, claims that she auditioned to be Tom Cruise's wife. The 27-year-old Norwegian woman says she believes that a video she made for the church was actually an audition to be the next Mrs. Tom Cruise before he married Katie Holmes. So right now, it's a good time to see a lot of hate for Scientology with Leah Remy coming out and she's writing her book against the anti-Scientology thing. The walls are going to come tumbling down a little bit. It's going to be funny. Isn't that crazy blonde with the squeaky voice from SNL? Isn't she a Scientologist that's very stern and a, a very stern supporter of like you know, Scientology and how, like, she just, she's one of those crazy things that she thinks that liberals are the devil. Who's that? And, um, oh, I can't remember. Um, uh, let's see if I look up crazy yeah, you, well, SNL uh, cast member, <laughs> now Scientologist. It should come up. It should be the first thing that comes up. Pretty much. Uh Christian. Uh, no. So, Victoria so, Jackson. Victoria. Oh yeah, Victoria Jackson. Do you know what's horrible about Victoria Jackson? Is I used to like her in movies, and I like and I never liked her. I, I liked her in movies like Casual Sex, and I thought she was funny playing that annoying character with the annoying voice. You know, uh, like a less like a female Gilbert Godfrey in some ways is what I referred to her as. Like she she was in that Gilbert Godfrey uh, Fran Drescher sort of. She had that weird voice, Bobcat Gold Goldweef. Like uh, she was good in specific roles where where her mannerisms worked. But yeah, she is she's an idiot now. I've heard her talking about Scientology. So yeah, so it's not, it's gonna be a fun time to, for Scientology hate over the next couple of years, where all these people are jumping ship and going to be coming out with lots of fun books. I'm gonna make sure to read the Leah Remy book. So the only thing I'm going to talk about this twerking, jerking Twitter. Uh, I got a crap. better story. I got a way better story. What's that? I got a way. Trust me, you'll love this. I posted this earlier. Uh, what do you think about soccer? Soccer, the game of football. I like Charlotte. Well, do you think the people take it a little too seriously? I think. Oh yeah, I definitely think the people, especially especially in Europe over there, they take it way too seriously. The football. Okay, uh, I'm going to play a little guess what with you. Okay. All right. Uh, Brazilian soccer match. Yes. Uh, it's going on. Uh-huh. It's kind of a uh, amateur league okay. that's going on I'm, around here. I'm, I'm sure it's pretty pretty low key. Yeah, pretty low key. Pretty I low bet. key. People are people are playing stuff right here, and uh, it's called it's in the Morharan region of northern northeastern Brazil. Okay. This is brought to you by Deadspin, uh, Deadspin.com. Thirty year old Josenair Dos Santos Abreu approached the referee. And uh, I think I have this story. But referee's like twenty years old. Yep. Name Octavio. And he argues um, about the call. Okay. Guess what happens? Um, well, okay. I, I guess he was. It was a sensible argument that he walked back to his team and everything was good, and the team lost three to two. No, uh, no, no. Referee stabbed him. Sta- I yes, I, I yes, he stabbed him. Yep, he stabbed him. Guess what? Because he argued the call. <laughs> no, no. Guess what happened next? What a riot broke out. No. 
The guy died. The guy died. He got killed. That he got killed by the referee on the field. Do you know what the lesson of that is? Don't argue with the referee. Guess what happened next? <laughs> He's, I don't know. Guess what happened? What the happened? Fans next? charged the field and started beating up the referee. Yep. Uh, they tied him up. They beat him. They stoned him. They lynched him and quartered him. Yep. They guess me- what happened next? Uh, they all watched Braveheart. <laughs> no. And yelled freedom. They cut off his head and put it on a stake in the center of the field. No, they watched Game of Thrones instead. They went. They 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 put it on a wolf and then uh, and have the wolf wander around. Yes, exactly. No, they put it on a turtle. <laughs> they put it on a turtle. Yeah, they put it on a it's turtle. It's a tortuga. And they, they, they walk around. It referenced a tortuga, and they put an explosive on it. And uh, oh, by the way, the guy that quick quick side note, the guy that uh, played tortuga. I'm blanking on his name right now. Machete. Uh, it's Danny Trail. Danny Trail is playing a part in the uh, new Ninja Turtle series that I glorify so much. He'll be doing a voice in the next coming season. So, and also Corey Feldman is uh, is going to be doing a voice of uh, Slash being the fifth turtle. Uh, who if anyone? Oh, sweet! Oh, I had that toy. Yep. He Cor- was the coolest because he was a bad turtle and the eye patch and yep. he was purple. Corey Feldman will be playing the voice of Slash. Interesting, because wasn't Corey Feldman Michelangelo? Donatello. In the, Donatello. In the first and the third Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I remember. I remember. That was that was really... And didn't he also play a character in the first movie? No, in, in, the, first, in the first live-action movie, he was Donatello. Yes, okay. So, yeah. He the, was the voice of Donatello, and then he wasn't in it in the second movie, but then he came back for the voice of the third movie. Of course. Well, it's, you know, I guess he was... It's so funny how it's like the Vin Diesel effect, where it's like, uh, yeah, I'll be in Fast and the Furious, Fast and Furious is huge. Fuck you. I'm not going to be yeah, in Fast and yeah. Furious 2. <laughs> oh, uh, can I get can I get back into the Fast and Furious stuff? Fast uh, and Furious 3? Okay, but only the ending. Only the ending. Oh, okay, you did a pretty good job. We'll let you in the rest yeah, of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Now, come on, come on back. But what I was saying about this twerking crap, as John posted earlier, it did become a word in the English dictionary. But it's worth, it's fair to say that the MTV Music Awards uh, j- had a ratings jump of 47% compared to last year's show. So all, like, no, I don't really care about this crap, but all this bullshit is... Who gives a fuck? You, the only thing I'm going to say about this is you gave the keys to these kids. What do you expect from them now? That's all. Fuck, fuck I'm this. I'm like, what's up with the sticking out of the tongue thing? It's just. Literally, I saw a camel do she the just exact lo- same She just face. looks stupid. But like when, but if you tell some idiot that it's, it's, the, it's the whole thing. If you let the vampire in the house, it's your own fucking fault. If you tell some. Yeah, if you other, acknowledge the elephant or the octopus in the house, yeah, it's if, your fault. If fucking Maxim Magazine puts her as the sexiest woman of the year and stuff like that, she's going to go on stage in her yeah, underwear. Yeah, but the, they, they hold no weight as far but as. But what the, I'm saying uh, is like people are. People because they said um, Manti Teo's girlfriend was like number 40. So uh, imaginary person beat out real women. Yeah, but what I'm saying is people these days, oh, yeah, you're fucking hot. Like you're glo- you're making her do this, you know, and I don't give a fuck. I just think she looks stupid. I don't even – all I – you know, I don't like don't, – don't see the big trage- tragedy over it, you know, like who gives a fuck? flying fuck how's it much different than than madonna dancing on stage like like a virgin and everyone's like oh my god back then it's the same shit you know same shit over again people act like it's like the second coming of hell she looks stupid yeah people look stupid on stage sometimes she looked like a moron she she can't sing she has no talent i mean we all knew this before and you still bought her records and made her famous and all that sort of shit like what do you expect from her like that, I guess that's what that's that's all I have to say about that. But I don't really want to talk about that. 
Amanda Knox, the uh, the student accused of the 2007 murder of the British roommate, uh, played by uh, the cheerleader in the TV movie uh, from Heroes, Claire. Are you talking about uh, that's um. Uh, yeah, it's Titty Titty McGee. Titty McGee, <laughs> Titty McGee. What what is her name? I for, I forget her name. Chris Christina Christian something whatever. She will. It's it's uh, heroes. But the star. Do do do. Star date four three <laughs> two eight. Fast two. enter that. But she will. Ultron. But the real Amanda Knox will. Uh, Hayden Pantier. Hayden Pantier. Yeah, she spent four years Pantier. in prison for the, for the murder of her roommate. Uh, whose half-naked body was discovered. She was acquitted and or not acquitted. Uh, there was a retrial, and she was sent home, and they wanted to bring her back because they found more evidence, but she's not going back. So she's not going back. So eight people in Georgia were uh, went to the hospital when someone brought in a drug called Crazy Clown to a party. The drug is a kind of synthetic incense. Many were taken to the ICU because they couldn't breathe. Okay. Incest? Incest. It was incest. It was uh it was inhalable incest and it, you went to Maybe these people were products of incest if they're inhaling incense and wondering why they're going to the ICU. You you're telling me people kids inhale incense and they go to the ICU doing a and it's called crazy clowning? I thought kids my days were stupid when they inhaled dust off. I mean, but at least it was, they called it by the name. They didn't name it something neat like, oh, we're doing some crazy clown. Hey, hey, John, I'm coming over later so we can do some crazy clown. Woohoo! Get the incense ready, man. Get the incense yeah. fucking ready. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. It's hot, man. It's hot. You, you doing some crazy incense over there, baby? God. Miley or Hannah? <laughs> Hannah. Hannah, you're, you're the real. That, I mean, that, really, when it comes down to I it. I Hannah. To bring it back, that's the problem people are having. That they're like, oh my god, she was Hannah Montana on the Disney Channel. But Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera are on the Disney Channel, but you don't call them out when they're being whores on every fucking but magazine. That's okay, just by Amber and Ashley. Do you know why? Are you sure you won't want to tell them? <laughs> the difference is, is Britney Spears, when she was young, was actually hot. And Christina Aguilera is actually has talent. Those are the differences. Because both those, in so Miley said... And Miley over here that's talking in my background, she has neither. Except a big, ugly... Donkey Gene Simmons tongue that's sticking out that I just want to grab and pull. It reminds me of that Freddy Krueger. It reminded me of that Freddy Krueger scene in uh, the New Nightmare when Freddy wraps his tongue around Nancy and suffocates in her. That's what I thought about. I didn't think about a camel. I thought about Freddy Krueger. So a man in Oregon <laughs> walked into a bank and robbed it. You know what he robbed it for, John? Here, you cheeseburgers. No, not cheeseburgers. He uh, he robbed a bank and what did he take? What did he take? Uh virginity he, no he handled he handled he hand he handed the teller a note that said this is a hold up give me a hand job no not a hand job give me a yes two one more guess give me a hug a dollar what a dollar <laughs> Uh, couldn't uh, ask somebody on the street maybe no no his pride just got to him nope. fuck this threw down the can and just walked into a bank nope a guy walked into a bank in oregon went up to the teller wrote a little note said this is a hold up showed a gun give me a dollar the teller gave him a dollar he walked out cops are looking for him hold for one second hold on yeah 
No problem. So, and also, here's another news story. Cody Allen and Herman Ephraim devised a cunning plan to burglarize a, to, bur- to uh, break into a storage unit, I'm like Yosemite Sam there, in Fort Bend County, Texas. The pair might not have been captured had they devoted as much time to planning their getaway. Owners were awakened with barking dogs, and he looked outside to see lights of the car, and he thought was stuck in a ditch. Yes, they got stuck in a ditch, and they were trying to push away the car, trying to get away from the scene. Cops quickly caught up and put them in jail. Speaking of people that, no, shouldn't be put in jail. This is mean. George Lucas, this week, has reportedly invested $10 million into Starbucks. And uh, we're going to soon see Jaja Binks working in a Starbucks. Misa thinks you need need a grande coffee, Mr. Riley. But yes, George Lucas reportedly invested $10 million into Starbucks. I personally think this is a much better use of his money than doing anything with Star Wars. I think, I think the greatest... Now, how much money did... He got billions, right? He got billions. He got billions. $10 million to him is like us wasting, you know... Hundred bucks, you know, or a thousand bucks, or whatever it is, whatever the math is, it's it's not that big of a deal to him. But but really, like George Lucas, th- I'll say it again. Thank you very much for handing off your franchise to people that I think can actually make a good movie. I'm really excited to see the visual team behind what did the Star Trek Into the Darkness and the writing staff behind Toy Story Three do a Star Wars movie. Uh, th- that I mean. Maybe the two things won't go together. I remember when I was a kid and the Flintstones movie came out, and I was like, oh, John Goodman playing Fred Flintstone? This can't be bad. Oh, live action. It was bad. It was bad, mainly because of Rosie O'Donnell playing uh, Betty when Betty's supposed to be hot, but whatever. But it was just a poor script, poorly put together movie, just bad. And John Goodman as Fred Flintstone wasn't, wasn't good at all. In fact, in the second Flintstones movie, Viva Rock Vegas, uh, uh, it it was actually a much better portrayal of Fred Flintstone by I'm blanking on the actor's name, but we were talking about him earlier. He was also in in uh, Knight's Tale playing. He was also in um, the movie with uh, with Chris Rock where he uh, yes. got to, he was the soul of the black man. Yes, absolutely. Yes, that that guy played Fred Flintstone, and he did a much he a British guy. He was a British guy who was pretending to be from Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. He did a much better Fred Flintstone than John Goodman did. So his, his name is Mark Addy. Yeah, he awesome actor. I, I really like him. has has a great. great oh my god! Do you re- oh, he also played. King, I'm sorry. He also played uh, uh, the king in Game of Thrones. I'm. Uh, he played. Uh, oh my god! You're right. He played. What's his name from the first Get season? Get out of here. What was his name in the first season? What was the character's name? I'm blanking on it. Uh, the the, the cat. He. Uh, sorry, Game of Thrones spoiler from the season one, uh, but he does not get killed. <laughs> uh, k- yeah, right. Yeah. I think that was a no. I. It, no, no, I think you're right. No, I that think, was him. That was. Yep, that was, is him. Yep, I see a picture of him. Yep, and he was. I'm blanking on the the uh, Ned Stark's buddy, the 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 king, the the first king we see. Robert Baratheon. Baratheon, yes, Robert Baratheon. Yeah, I'm, man, dude, that dude was awesome, man. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah, he's and so Robert good. Robert Baratheon like is one of those characters that I kind of wish. Uh, spoiler alert of Game of Thrones. Spoiler alert, Game of Thrones. Blah blah blah. He died, but I kind of wish even more than Ned Stark. It, it, I I 
who died as well. I he was the character I wish went on longer because he was so fucking funny. He was just freaking hilarious in that role and uh, just playing the fat uh, doesn't give a shit king. Like he was, it would just been great, just great to see him doing that. That's awesome. I could have done everywhere. Do you know what's another thing? Kristen Johnson who played Wilma Flintstone in the Viva Rock Vegas movie. Yep. She was uh, also in 30 Rock from the Sun. Yep. What the hell happened to her? Yeah, she, she oh, she's dropped off. No, she is on a, uh, I believe it is a Hula Plus uh, original program or like a family channel comedy with uh, with the also the same guy from that played her boyfriend and from Newman fame from Seinfeld, uh, whatever that guy's name is from Jurassic Park as well. Uh, that actor. Newman. Yeah, Newman play on a different on a sitcom with Newman oh, it's the right X's. now. The X's. The X's. Yeah, they play. They're they're both on a uh, a sitcom together. I have not watched since with uh, Black Scrubs. Yep, with Black Scrubs and, and uh, yeah. And I have I have not I've not watched it yet, but it looks like a decent cast. It looks like a maybe uh, maybe would watch in the afternoon. Yeah, Bay Knight, Kelly Stables, Galen Allen, Bash. Yeah. Donald Faison. So that's where she is. And so she's on TV Land. It's TV Land. TV Land show. TV Land show. I think and, they. Uh, I think they. Oh no, no, no. I'm thinking about Hutton Cleveland because, uh, because uh, Wayne Knight was also he moved from that show over to Hutt, Hutt in Cleveland with, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's her name? Betty White. Betty White. But I, I do think that for the most part, it. It the Viva Rock Vegas is a better is a better movie than the original Flintstones movie. It's still not perfect, but it is, and it's a good visual uh, live action interpretation of an episode you've seen before. Yeah, yeah, I felt more kin to that, like you know, from my childhood because yep. it just seemed like too outrageous, and I couldn't buy the characters and stuff. Yeah, right it here. was it was more I, stars trying to play the Flintstone like characters. Rick Moranis as in, playing Barney didn't match because he's a puny, scrawny guy. Yeah. Like I. I I took uh, Baldwin, Stephen, Stephen Baldwin yeah. as the dumb Barney. Yeah, because he, he's, he was he's awesome Baldwin. in that movie. He was actually that was one of yeah. his best acting yeah. jobs in that movie. That and Usual yeah. Suspects were two of his best. He played he played that the, like the dumb Barney really well. And and I like the what's her name uh, Cynthia Hodes uh, 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 from uh, Weeds uh, Elizabeth Berkeley. Uh, is that her name Elizabeth Berkeley? Not Elizabeth Berkeley. Uh, uh, played uh, she's from Weeds uh, Hodes from Weeds and uh, she played. Uh, uh, Wilma in, in Viva Rock Vegas. Elizabeth yeah. uh, uh, Perkins. She uh, played. Oh, she played who? Uh, Perkins. Elizabeth Perkins is her name. Yes. Yes. And, and uh, she she played Wilma in that in Viva Rock Vegas. So, and you actually had a Betty that was cute. So so much better movie. And in in what I was saying in the sense is that is it saying that that oh my god that just blew my mind I just recognized I just realized. Who, who do you think – do you remember who played Betty in the original? Yeah, Rosie. I said that at the beginning. You must have missed me say it. Rosie oh, O'Donnell. I said it. must have Ro- cut out. Yeah, Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell. No, it's okay, dude. Rosie O'Donnell. And that was a big reason that movie failed. I went into that movie like thinking that I should find Betty attractive, and it's Rosie O'Donnell. It completely destroyed like a childhood of cartoon fantasies. Yes, I had fantasies of Betty Rubble when I was a kid. She was the cute one. <laughs> I did not like Wilma was not cute Betty Betty was cute because Barney was such a sweetheart that he'd get such a cutie like Betty and that's in fact how the term Betty came from when when in Clueless uh, they call everyone Bettys because of Betty Rubble because because you're a Betty you're cute you're like a Betty and okay so so that's what, what I was saying is so two things that are really awesome like the writers from Toy Story and J.J. Abrams and the visual style that he made that he made Star Trek Into the Darkness does not make a good Star Wars movie. <laughs> Star Wars movie does not... Be, I can't do it in the Yoda voice. I'd screw it up. A good Star Wars movie is not. But 
but I do think you're in the right direction and I'm looking forward to that. So that's one of those things I'm very much looking forward to again. So uh, Michael Caine blasts back that Sean Connery does not have Alzheimer's. Michael Caine says, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Completely preposterous. Preposterous. I preposterous? Didn't, preposterous. Uh, I, maybe I'm getting Alzheimer's. I did some interviews over in Germany for a new film, and I can, assu- and I can assure you that I talked to Sean Connery, and, and, uh, and he said this. Uh, everyone that's saying this can go take a broomstick and stick it up their ass. <laughs> So go Sean Connery. Now, speaking of old men, a 53-year-old Florida man was arrested for drugs and having sex with his 29-year-old stepdaughter. Guess what? He's from Florida. I said that already. Oh, surprise, surprise. He's from Florida. Cops found a man the man's car near an elementary school to tell him he was trespassing. The man's un- pants were unzipped, and he admitted he was having sex with his stepdaughter. They were trying to hide that from his wife. What? Th- this guy deserves to go to Oz. And and get dealt with by Vern Did you just say applause? Oz, go to Oz. Do you have you have you not watched the uh, HBO series Oz yet? We've, of we've, course, I grew up on that. Okay, you grew up on that's uh, funny. You have gay sex. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, that, and the, the, where this whole song thing, uh, the song, the song of Oz is dun to dun 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 dun. dun. Dun, 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 dun. That's basically the theme song to Oz. I changed. I added words. The show's called Oz. It's about naked men. The show's called Oz. Lots of naked men. We got butt to naked men. So, so yes, I highly recommend sending this asshole, this perverted Florida dickhead that had sex. That I don't care if he was arrested for drugs, whatever. But had sex with his 29-year-old stepdaughter behind his wife's back. Because there's nothing. I mean, there's uns, that's unsavory. Okay, well, the way you first said it, it sounded like, uh, like a pedophile and stuff. No, right no he was. And, but he got... He got arrested. That was the end of the story. I was just about to add that. Oh, so he was having when she was younger? No, no. He had sex with the 29-year-old stepdaughter, and he admitted to this when he got arrested for jerking off in front of an elementary school. Oh, disgusting. This guy is a piece of shit on many levels. Not the having sex with the 29-year-old stepdaughter is horrible. Don't get me wrong. It's But, like, there's nothing morally wrong about that. It's just stupid and, like, in like like being a dickhead to your wife but like ultimately there's no like you're, she's not your real daughter you know what i mean there's no blood weirdness yeah there. it's like huh, it's all good you, and, and, you know what i mean like i don't think it's all i i don't think it's all good i don't think what woody allen did was all good but i do but i do think there's nothing like grotesque about it in that way as long as he didn't have sex with it or when she was when like as long as he married her recently, you know what I mean. If he met her in the last couple of years, if he raised, I need a woman out of it. If he raised her, it's fucking creepy. But if he like you know married her, t- his wife two years ago, and now he's having sex with his twenty nine year old daughter. Uh, but he's if, but jerking off an elementary. This guy deserves to be fucking punished, thrown into the thrown into the sarlock, the belly of the sarlock, so he can be digested for hundreds sarlock. of years. Sarlacc yes. for it's going to be digested from hundreds of years. Or he deserves to be Jabba the Hutt's slave girl and molested and destroyed by Jabba the Hutt for the rest of his life and eternity. I hope there is a hell like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and where, or in like Little Nicky where, where they're going to be dressing him up in a maid's outfit and shoving pineapples up this guy's ass for eternity. Fucking wh- who the fuck – like I seriously don't get these fucking pieces of shit that are into fuck – that like – that – fuck with child pornography or are into like hurting or doing anything horrible to children. I think these people seriously should be executed on the spot. Once they're proven guilty, executed on the spot. 
killed, fucking destroyed, and mutilated before they die. They deserve the fucking Stark, Mel Gibson at the end of Braveheart's treatment of drawn and quartered. We need to bring that back for child fuck fuckers. Anyways. A graphic designer in London decided to get revenge on his girlfriend in a creative and stupid way. The unidentified man printed business cards with the woman's name, address, and telephone number. Oh, oh, the cards also advertised her services as a prostitute. Needless to say, the lady isn't ready. She's getting a lot of calls. She called the cops, but technically he said he did it as a joke and can't get arrested for it. And they can't, they've tried to confiscate the cards, but he keeps printing more. The boyfriend will end up, oh, at the end of the story, the boyfriend just ended up with a five-month jail sentence. So who cares? Worth it. Worth it. That's the equivalent. That's like the ultimate right in the whore that cheated on you's name in the uh, in the bathroom on the wall. <laughs> it's like a double agent. It is. It is It's like a double agent. He makes out with the girl that you like. But he's gay. Yeah. And you only have to do a couple months in jail. You know, it happens. That's not too bad. It, it could be could be could be worse. Could be worse. So now, guys, it's the we're gonna end things off. Let's do the final final issue of John and I have anything else at the end here to go, John. Do you have uh, if you have any last minute thing? I I I definitely have a last minute story. I can go. You have last minute last minute story. I don't have any last minute stories. I just you know definitely uh, tell all your friends if they like Minecraft to come check out uh, Jace Down Show. Awesome. Oh, one word on um, on YouTube. You can check out Hey, That's Mine. Hey, That's Mine. Awesome, cool. awesome fucking name. Awesome fucking hey, name. Hey, That's Mine. It's uh, Minecraft Beverly. Trying to recreate all the different uh, locations inside my neighborhood and then breaching out. And hopefully, someday, actually making my way to actually connect Beverly Minecraft with um, with Salem Minecraft. Yes. Who knows? I would love to have other people help me out. So if you like Minecraft and you want to build something uh, that's a local, their local landmarks, and it's generally inside the North Shore area, uh, give me an uh, give me an email or send me an email at jstownshow at gmail.com. And also in the world of Jstown and one versus one, uh, there is some exciting news coming in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that, guys. About yeah. uh, about some exciting news for that. So my final story for the day comes via Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Let me get the picture of Whoopi up there. Where is Whoopi? Did I forget my Whoopi picture? No, there she is. Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg is chunky, and she knows it. Now, Star Magazine reports that after a turn the... Oh, I'm rewinding it, not turning the volume down. Sorry about that. Whoopi Goldberg's chunky, and she knows it. A magazine reports that after a comment was made that The View suggested that she should lose weight now that Jenny McCarthy has joined the show, Whoopi scoffed and said, Screw those skinny bitches! I'm old, I'm happy, and I'm gonna eat whatever the fuck I want. You know what? Amen, sister. Yeah, you know what? A the fucking men, Whoopi Goldberg. You know, who gives a shit when it really comes down to it? All these, they are. They're a bunch of skinny bitches on TV that think they need to be skinnier and skinnier. No, you don't. You don't. Keep eating. Whoopi, you made your career on your mind and how funny you are. At this point, you don't need to do movies anymore. You don't really need to be funny. You get that cushy job sitting on your ass at the view and talking shit. I dream for a job like that. I mean, ultimately, I'm doing my little view here. I, I mean, like, you have a dream job. I People can rag in the view all they want. It's a bunch of women sitting around having a podcast on the air. That's what it is. You may not like the women that are having the podcast, but that's basically what it is. They get paid to just sit there and talk about all the events of the day. And oh my bo- God, yeah. It's and like, it's bullshit. the greatest it's thing the dr- the Isn't that world. like the dream? It's like the dream job, isn't it? It's like, if, if we were like, hey guys, I want you to do a male view, you and John. You guys want to do that we'd be like yeah 
We're, yeah, we got a great name for it, too. We know what we call it. But we're not going to say that right now. But we call it something. It'll be like the male view. That's what it is. But amen, Whoopi. Eat away. You made your movies. You did your stuff. You, you worried about and bit your tongue and, and worried about probably your whole life worrying about the way you looked because of bullshit. Now, who gives a fuck? You made your fortune. Go with it. Amen. Eat away. You know, I wish I... I, I love, I'd love to go to a doctor or something and have them tell me, you need to gain weight. Who gives a fuck? Or I, I can't wait yeah, to I'm get... I'm at the age right now where I just don't care anymore. It's like, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. Everything is perfectly yeah, fine. perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here. No. We're all fucking fine here. Everybody, please check out my website, issuesprogram.com, to see the latest podcasts, news articles. Links turtles to the, and DuckTales. Links to the Breaking Bad. Yeah, turtles will, the Turtles review will be out soon. I was going to talk about Turtles today, but I'll save that for a review and maybe a video review later on some other uh, page that it's not going to be talked about right now. But so who knows? And also... Check out uh, my YouTube page, Phil the Issues Guy. That's where you can find all the Breaking Bad videos. And there's the other Issues page, Issues Radio Program, that I'm going to be not uploading things anymore, but has some old shows and some old videos if you want to check that out as well. As always, call in seven days a week, 24 hours a day, whenever you're drunk and lonely and want to just leave a message or a drunk text to somebody. Uh, please leave a message to 781-990-990. 8509-781-990-8509. Email me at theissuesguy at gmail.com. And uh, follow me on Twitter at I Get Issues, man. Search the Facebook, The Issues Guy. Follow my friend John. Search Jace Down uh, Show at, uh, on YouTube. And check out Jace Down Studios. Studios on Facebook. Yep. And, and check out Jace Down. And at, at the end of all this, there will be the, uh, the, the Esh promo where all my other friends in the land of Esh. So, guys, talk to you next week. Here's the promo. Get ready to get your nerd on. Kick the week off right with games, gadgets, and general geekery from the ladies of the Electric Sisterhood. On Tuesdays, get your pop culture news and reviews with a pure Bostonian perspective on the Boston Bastard Brigade. Geek Agro is coming at you on Wednesdays to fill what's left of your cerebral cortex with the hottest beats to get you on your feet. Then on Thursdays, you have me, Phil the Issues Guy, presenting the live issues program. It's going down each week only in the land of Ash. Nerdcore at its finest.